From the Museum of Science in Boston, this is Pulsar, a podcast where experts answer questions from you, our audience. I'm your host, Jonathan Fanning, and today we're going to be answering some of the many questions we received about our theater of electricity with our expert, Janine Madrid. Janine is the museum's assistant manager of education programs, and is it fair to say our resident theater of electricity czar? <laughs> yes, that's pretty fair to say. I share the responsibilities of maintaining the theater with two other people, but I, uh, I'll take the title. All right. Fantastic. So just to begin with, for those who are unfamiliar, what is a lightning show that occurs in our theater of electricity? What are sort of the major components of it? Well, our, our shows in our theater of electricity are what I would want to say. They're awesome. Uh, they're, they're <laughs> big, they're bright, they're loud. Uh, and they're big and bright and loud because we are making giant lightning bolts with a Van de Graaff generator that is three stories tall. That is the thing you see when you walk into the space and it dominates the entire theater. It's two 22-foot wooden columns that are topped with two 15-foot aluminum. We call them domes, but they look like giant spheres. And uh, they make lightning bolts that are 10 to 15 to even 20 feet long. Besides that piece of equipment, we also have three very large Tesla coils uh, that can make sparks that are between five and eight feet long. And all that together really makes the theater kind of look like just an indoor lightning storm. Yeah. So our, our first question from a listener, Justin, is do any other science museums have this sort of setup with this massive Van de Graaff generator doing shows like this, or is it unique to our facility? It is pretty unique in the world. Uh, there are museums that have vanographs, but they're nowhere near the size of ours. There are museums that have Tesla coils, but no one has the combination that we do, and no one runs shows as often as we do. Uh, we do shows every day, multiple times a day, and uh, we really get a lot of use out of our theater. Fantastic. We have another question from Naomi, who's wondering what happens inside the machine during the show? Because I know we have like a, a whole basement area, but you can actually climb up into those generators. So what's occurring when we're producing these massive 10 foot lightning bolts? So the, the giant Van de Graaff generator, like I said, it's two wooden columns and then two metal domes on top. Inside one of the columns are three big like 60 horsepower motors that are attached to big rubber canvas belts that are on rollers. And uh, the rollers are at, in the basement. There are three of them. And then there are three more at the top. So the rubber belt is a giant loop between upstairs and downstairs. What we're doing is when we turn on the machine is we're those motors start up and spin the belts really fast, close to 60 miles an hour. Once the belts are spinning, then we're taking uh, electric charges and pushing them onto the belts in the basement. The charges we're putting onto the bottom of the belts are negative charges. And those negative charges, as they move with the belts upstairs, are being pulled away from positive charges in the basement. And it's that physical work of pulling the charges away from the positive charges that give those negative charges a lot of energy. At the top, those negative charges are taken off the top of the belts and put onto those metal domes. And once they're on the metal domes, sit up there until there's enough of them to push through the air around the machine. And once they start pushing through the air, that's when we get a big lightning bolt. Hmm. 
So if you were inside of the Van de Graaff during that, what would that look or feel like? Two places you can be uh, and be safe. <laughs> you can be in the basement, which is uh, has a door between where the bottom of the belts are and those motors I was describing. So that door is closed and you can stand there and watch the motors run. Um, you'll hear motors starting up. You, If you turn the lights off, you will see a soft blue glow underneath um, where those belts are, where they're combed, where the charge is first being put and then it's being attracted to the belt. The other place you can watch safely is all the way upstairs. So the second column is empty except for a big ladder. The ladder is like 32, 33 feet long. And it's one long, very long ladder. And wobbly. And a little bit wobbly, a little bit shaky, especially in the middle. And as you get get up there, you get all the way up to the ladder, and then you step off, and then you're inside those domes. The domes are aluminum, but they're only like three quarters of an inch thick, so there's a floor up there, there are all the other pieces of equipment upstairs, and uh, once you get up there, you can safely watch things. That's a little more, there's a lot more vibration upstairs, mm -hmm. and of course, you're much closer to where the lightning bolts are, are coming off the dome, so it's you get this loud bang that kind of vibrates and ricochets in the sense that the sound is echoing through the room. And that's pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. So this is a question from Nikki, putting all of that together. How do we actually write shows and how do we sort of script them? What are we trying to accomplish when we put these lightning shows together? Each educator tasked with figuring out how to meet our educational goals. So trying to get across is like... Some of the properties of the electric force. We're also trying to get across how lightning and electricity are related. The other things we're looking at is uh, electromagnetic properties. And then, of course, we're thinking about how to stay safe in a lightning storm. So those are some of our educational goals. Each educator is then free to figure out what demonstrations they want to use to show off and highlight and demonstrate these different uh, aspects of the goals. And then, of course, the show has to be fun. Uh, we're trying to make the show as lively and as entertaining as we can. Hmm. And then shifting away from sort of some of the overall pieces and getting into some of the very specific technical aspects of the show, we have a series of related questions. How much power does the generator draw when running? And where do we get and store all of that power during the lightning show? And I think you can answer this both from the Van de Graaff generator perspective, but also our Tesla coils. Yeah, it's it's surprising. Uh the theater is run off the Cambridge power grid, so there's nothing really special about the power coming into the building for this show. In the basement for the Vanagraph, we do have a 30,000 volt power supply, but that's plugged into the wall. And the wall socket there is 200 volts, 20 amps. So something a little bit beefier than your dryer at home might run off, but nothing too amazing. And it's that 30,000 volt power supply that starts, starts us off in being able to generate the power we need. Now, the Vanagraph in the end produces over a million volts, but it's really the work we're doing against the, the pull of attraction of the charges in the base that gets us to that big voltage. For the Tesla coils, again, we're starting off with pretty normal voltages and amperages, you know, 200 volts, maybe 30 amps, and that has a giant transformer. Uh, the spark gap coil has a big transformer on the outside, 15 kilovolts, and that feeds into our primary coil, which ends up being, you know, also 15 kilovolts and being able to produce 
you know, 700,000 volts at the end of that, at that run uh, for the spark gap coil. Yeah. And for those who are unfamiliar, what is a spark gap? How is that actually creating that sort of electrical potential? The Tesla coil, there are lots of different kinds, but the spark gap coil, it starts with, you know, that transformer and then that transformer feeds into a capacitor and that capacitor feeds into the primary coil. And the coil is just what you think it might be. It's a coil of wire. For our spark gap coil, it's made of copper flashing and it's a goes round and round and round. And primary coil is connected magnetically to a secondary coil. And the secondary coil is also wire. And two coils, uh, basically the primary coil induces current in the secondary coil and they go back and forth in this magnetic electric dance, I call it. And once they've that back and forth and they produce a giant spark. So uh, you can think of it's a big resident transformer. It transforms electricity, but it works with uh, residents. And it also, they're also quite beautiful when the sparks come out of them. And so our, our final question today comes from Daniel. Does the Museum of Science offer other sort of electricity shows in the theater of electricity? Well, that's what we do most of the time. Uh, in the past, we have done other things. Uh, we've tried various forms. Uh, we've tried shorter shows, 10-minute shows. We've tried 15-minute shows. We've done longer shows, 45-minute shows, 20-minute, 25-minute shows. Uh, for our current audiences, the best. But we also do things in the evening, special events. So special events might be even just very short 10 minutes of just making lightning. But for most of the time, for our public audiences, it is the, the longer, big, we try to use as many pieces of equipment we can, try to make as many lightning bolts as we can. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to answer some questions. Thank you. It was great. And thank you to our listeners. If you'd like to have one of your questions answered by a visiting expert, you can email them to sciencequestions at mos.org. And if you enjoyed this episode of Pulsar, please visit www.mos.org slash science matters to support MOS at home. That's it for this episode of Pulsar. Join us again soon. <laughs>